Continue, but we're giving it a try. Uh, to start off with, we just want to introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Matt Seifel. I'm one of the pastors uh, here at Redeemer. Our senior pastor, Hal Farnsworth, is upstairs in his office working on uh, his sermon for the week. And with me is my friend and neighbor, uh, Todd Lowry. Um, if you don't know me, I have been at Redeemer since around... 2001 or or 2002 i think um and now one of the pastors i've been a pastor here for not quite uh four years and todd what do you want them to know about you yeah my uh, todd lowry as as matt said we are neighbors and uh if this takes off we might do uh, a podcast from our houses sometime but uh, i've been at redeemer uh, four years now seems like a little bit longer than that and uh enjoyed every minute of it glad to be here even in this uh, bizarre time but uh, looking forward to seeing um how we continue on with the church yeah. even even as we're kind of separated well so today we're in todd's office this is a place where todd and i talk quite a bit anyway usually and we're not six feet apart like yeah. we're <laughs> yeah, usually much further uh-huh. um but as we were talking last week, uh, we were just, we've been brainstorming, trying to find new ways to stay in touch with people, and we thought it might be a good idea just to record some of our regular conversations that, that we have anyway. Um, in, in particular, what part of what we had in mind was uh, we're always working on, or not always, but often working on new Sunday school classes, and we're not going to be able to get to teach those anymore so we thought we'd at least try to share some of that material with you but we might use this time just to keep you up to speed on other things that we've been reading or that we think could be helpful to you and also we think uh, one possibility could be just taking questions uh, from Redeemer folks or whoever else um, might listen to this we'll, we'll see where that goes. That's right. Uh, the way we, we started thinking about beginning this actual podcast is uh, this morning when your pastors, the pastors at Redeemer Presbyterian, uh, gathered together this morning simply to pray and to plan for this week. And in our prayer time, one of the things that Matt was praying, and I thought would be a a good opportunity for him to explain what was on his mind when he prayed, but but he used the phrase or, or the idea that ministry is not about programs, but ministry is about the people. And I know that would resonate with us at Redeemer, but I thought it'd be a good opportunity to remind us, even as Matt was praying, and have Matt now explain, what, what did you mean by that? That Redeemer's not about programs, but it's about people. And how is that important for us today, particularly? Yeah, sure. Well, the phrase came to mind because of a book I read um, a month ago or so. I read a book called The Trellis and the Vine um, about ministry in the church. Maybe some of the listeners out there might have, might have read it. Uh, but what I was really thinking is, um, as we are separated 
and isolated and prevented from even getting getting together in any kind of regular way, uh, it really is a test for the church. Uh, what are we about and what are we going to decide uh, to be about? Because if we are just about the programs, then in many ways uh, the church is completely on hold. At least, at least for the next few weeks, we're not quite sure how long uh, this is going to last. But of course, if it's not about the programs, if church is about the people, well, then we have uh, a lot of really good work to do. Um, our work's going to change. Uh, we can continue to pray for people. We can continue uh, to talk with people. But now it's just going to—it's going to be over the phone, and it's going to be in Zoom meetings. It's going to be communicating through uh, podcasts and live streaming um, some modified worship service and things like that. But we're still going to find ways to be about our people. At least that's our desire, and not about um, just the motions of the institution of the church. Yeah, and I think it's man. I think it's also really important uh, because it's for anybody that may be listening, and we really have no idea how many people are listening. Uh, but it's important for the folks at Redeemer to know that we're still at work. And not only do you and I have a job, not only does Hal have a job to do, but everybody that's a part of the community at Redeemer has has some responsibility here to, when they're lonely, to realize that other people may be lonely as well, and we need to reach out to them. And this is a time where we can really, really act on what we say is true, and that is Redeemer is about people, and this is the opportunity we have now to pray for people. Uh, to reach out to people, to serve other people in whatever capacity that we can. It's something as simple as a text or a phone call. And uh, I think it's just a good reminder that uh, Redeemer Presbyterian Church is continuing on with its work, not only for the people of God at Redeemer, but uh, the people in Athens as well. So I just thought it was a good reminder, and I thought it was important for us to, to share with the folks that may be listening. And that's not just our idea or sort of our spin or take on ministry. Of course, the, the Bible says that God desires mercy and not sacrifice. It's always um, loving God and, and loving one another is more important than the institution. Yeah. The institution serves a great purpose, but it's secondary to loving God and loving so even as you prayed that today, Matt, I was challenged and encouraged to make sure that um, we may be working differently, but we're still going to be working hard, and we need hmm. we need everybody um, to play their part, and everybody has a role to play. And yeah. This is Redeemer's strength, and let's let's act on it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we started talking last week, uh, we were we were thinking about our Sunday school classes. Um, We've been working our way through a book called Far As the Curse Is Found, and we had actually just gotten up to the point where we're talking about the period of the prophets. I know your class has been entirely focused on the prophets. I'm not sure how many uh, prophets you've gotten through so far, but maybe you could, we're not going to try to recreate those classes here in a podcast, but maybe you could just sort of fill us in on what we missed out on. Yeah. Um, it's a, Sunday school is a, a great opportunity for us 
um, when we can, when we could, to gather together to learn more about the Bible. And we do take it seriously, as, as many of you know. And this class, which was started sometime early January, was focused on the prophets with, with this big idea in mind. Because there are so many prophets in the Bible, we couldn't cover each and every one thoroughly. But what we were trying to do was just bring uh, an understanding of the historical context of, of each of the prophets so that when, when people were at home, people at Redeemer, when they were at home, they could pick up the Bible and they could turn to Micah or they could turn to Isaiah and they would at least have some understanding. So when they read that for themselves, um, they could better apply it to their lives. So we started out with Micah. And we talked a little bit about Micah, helped us understand uh, where Micah was coming from and how, how he um, prophesied what he did. And we did that through, for many books, up through, I think, Jeremiah. We talked about I Isaiah. We had to stop, of course, and we didn't cover a lot of them. But the goal was to give people information so that they could read the Bible for themselves, and, uh, which uh, in our day and time, which I hope people are, are doing now. And, yeah. And maybe uh, some of the things that we covered in that class, the prophets that we covered, um, they're able to pick that up and read that and then apply certain things uh, to their lives from the prophets. I know the prophets are, you know, their uh, section of the Bible where your pages might get stuck together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you might have to use the table of contents to, to find Obadiah if, if you're not sure where it is already. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're sort of notorious for being a little more difficult to read. They're one, certainly one of the most difficult parts of the Bible um, to uh, get your head around. Todd, what have, you, what have you found most helpful for helping you um, get a better grip on the prophets? Yeah, one, one of the things that, that we tried to communicate in each and every class was you could, you could really divide up uh, the, the prophetic literature um, in, in three big areas that would help you understand why the prophets were saying some of the things that they said. So you, you have to understand the, the, the history of Old Testament Israel, really, in some measure, to at least understand why the prophets were saying the things that we did. And we divided it up into three segments of time. There was, you know, there was that, that, that initial time where, you know, David was king, and they had a united monarchy and a united uh, kingdom. And then after David, Solomon came along, and that's where that's where the kingdom divided. You had a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And really, the prophets all prophesied in three different sections of time. There was the time before the northern kingdom was exiled because they were unfaithful. And then uh, Judah, the southern kingdom, still continued on because Judah had some good kings and and Israel, the northern kingdom, didn't. So in, in 722, the northern kingdom was sent into exile. And then in 587, the southern kingdom was sent into exile. And, and all the prophets were speaking to that, that historical context up until around 536, where God restores the, the people from exile. And you have some some other prophets that, that talk about that restoration. It helps us understand, a, a little bit better at least, why the prophets were saying what they were saying. Those were the three big 
key points in history, the northern kingdom's exile, the southern kingdom's exile, and then God restoring his people. And then we tried to place the prophets in those particular time frames. Sure. So if the, I mean, I think that's almost always going to be helpful when we're trying to understand the scriptures is to understand that original audience. And so if you can kind of get your mind around, uh, you know, Isaiah is a northern kingdom prophet and he is speaking to people um, who are soon to be exiled. It helps you get a grip on what it is he's actually talking about. Right. Now, let's say you do have your head around that a little bit. Um, what in the world does that have to do with 2020? And how can those kind of prophetic... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Todd just gave me a look. Like, don't ask me that question. <laughs> oh, that's good. You're the expert, so we want to yeah. know, how can we get some present-day application out of prophetic warnings from 2,500, 2,600, 2,700 years ago? Yeah, I think, I think it's important to realize that God's work among his people is, has, has been consistent um, from day one. He's always given their people the things that they need to follow him. We've been consistent in our, in our unfaithfulness, and God is always calling his people to repent and turn back to him. So when you read the prophets, uh, it can sometimes be sad, uh, disappointing, and yet what always remains the same is God's faithfulness. So when... When um, one of the prophets is, is, is speaking to the northern kingdom, he's calling them to repent and turn back, which points us to God's mercy. When the northern kingdom falls, uh, the prophets are speaking to the southern kingdom, and he's, he's basically saying, see what happens um, when you don't follow me, when you don't, when you don't turn back. And he's challenging the southern kingdom to say, hey, don't be like your northern neighbors or your northern brothers and sisters. And then there's always embedded with all those prophecies the, the hope that God is always continuing to work for his people and, um, and bring them back, pointing us back, uh, like you've said before, Matt, to what God has done, but also pointing them forward to what we better understand now, which is the the person and work of Jesus Christ. There's that consistent message of God reaching out to his people um, that we can apply today. God is calling his people even today to, to look to him in, in times of uncertainty, in times of, of crisis. And uh, the prophets um, easily speak to, 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 to what it is we're experiencing today. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful or not, Matt. No, it's very helpful. I mean, I mean, when I was in, you know, middle school and and high school at a more broad evangelical church in Augusta, um, my impression of the prophets was that they were mainly there to tell us about the future, to tell us about um, political alliances that would be beneficial or not beneficial, tell us about excuse my computer there, to tell us about uh, how soon the end of the world was going to be and how we could prepare for it. 
And what you're saying is that that is not the main point. No, in fact, um, while the prophets did speak about what was going to happen in the future, it was, it was always in terms of God is the one that's in control of the future, and no matter what happens, our, our present responsibility is to look and trust to the Lord. And um, hmm. it, it brings us back to the... And that never goes away. It never goes away. Yeah. It brings us back to the, the faithfulness of God in the past, and as we're reading the prophets, it always points us to what he's done for us in Christ Jesus. And the message of the prophets is, is not really that much different than the messages and, and the, the speeches and the actions of Jesus himself when he walked on this earth, calling us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. The other thing that, that, Matt, that I really appreciated about studying the prophets, it's, it's more general, but the prophets were... Um, incapable they they could they didn't isolate the world that they could see from the world that they couldn't see that the spiritual realities and presence of god was just as real to them as uh the mountains or the trees or the people in front of them and 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 their relationship was god with god was such that they interpreted the world that they saw by what they knew to be true concerning God himself. And I think that's a really important reminder for us today, that even though we see and, and rightly see uh, the difficulties of our present circumstances, the fears that we have with, with, with certain uncertainties of our future, we're always called, like the prophets, to remember um, that God is at work and God is present with us and he will never leave us. I think we, we were talking about this earlier, but a lot of people think of Isaiah's vision or similar things as some kind of uh, just maybe a mere dream, you know, kind of a artistic yeah. rendering to get Isaiah's attention. Right. But what got Isaiah's attention was reality. Mm -hmm. uh, when he saw um, God's robe, fill up everything. He was seeing things as they really are. And his reality to God, Isaiah's attention and that he couldn't turn away from and had to tell people about. That's right. Yeah, and it's, and I don't want to say our experience with the reality of God is the same as the prophets, but in a sense we've met God in a unique way through Jesus Christ. And that's just as powerful and it's just as real. And because of what Christ has done, we can have a similar vision for our life and what we're called to do as even Isaiah did. Hmm. I think it's important, particularly in our present circumstance. Yeah. So what about your class, uh, Matt? You're, you're teaching a particular book and you were getting to a section that, that came to the, the, the prophets. What, what were you yeah, so in our class, we were working our way through the, the, um, a book called Far As the Curse is Found by Michael Williams. Um, Michael Hansen and I were teaching that material, using it more as a jumping off point than just teaching the book directly, per se. But we were looking at the storyline of Scripture, um, and in particular, how God relates to his people in that story. So beginning... Uh, with creation in the garden, how God relates to his people, and then through various covenants, 
um, his relationship uh, continues to um, advance with his people. So the new covenants, um, or each additional covenant, is not necessarily a break from the previous one, but an addition and advance to it. And so where we just gotten um, in our next class that we would have taught was uh, the period uh, of the prophets. So the previous class was on the period of the kings, and actually there's a bunch of overlap because the prophets are primarily addressing the kings and, and the other, other leadership. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one thing I was thinking of as you were talking earlier, is the prophets are often thought of as people who just predict the future. Right. And while there's some of that going on, uh, most of what they were doing was, we could say, applying the covenant. Mm -hmm. They were addressing Israel as people who had either been faithful or unfaithful uh, right. to the terms laid out by Moses way back in Deuteronomy. Uh, those things were all uh, still at play. 500 years later or 800 years later uh, because God does not change. Right. And God has consistently um, is consistently calling his people to uh, return to his love and his mercy because that's that's the best place that, that we can be. And uh, it's the message of the Bible that we're his people, that he's our God and that he is going to take us exactly where we need to be, and even when it doesn't feel like it, it's for our good. Yeah, that's actually something that's really stuck out to me. Is maybe all the prophets, uh, certainly most of them, even as they pronounce curses, yes, they say, return to me. Return to me, and there is hope. Yes, repentance is always available. Yeah. It's always available. Yeah. God's graciousness is always on display in, in every page of the Bible, so to speak. I mentioned uh, the, the book we were looking at. It's called Far as the Curse is Found by Michael Williams. I would uh, certainly recommend it for anybody wanting to get a, sort of a better grip on the covenants, uh, the sort of the storyline of Scripture and trying to put the pieces together. Are there any, any books you might recommend for people who are wanting to understand the prophets? Yeah, we primarily used uh, O. Palmer Robertson's Christ of the Covenants. Uh, it is a... Christ of the Prophets. Christ of the Prophets. I'm sorry, Christ of the Prophets. There's an... There's an abridged edition. I would recommend that. It's it's still too long. It's hard to get through. But that's the best that's the best book that, that we found to give us an overview of, of those things. And you know, one of the things that we, we do want to communicate in, in this this podcast is we're simply talking to you about what's going on in Sunday school uh, or what went on in Sunday school because our desire is for each and everybody to understand the Bible well enough so that they can go home and they can read through it. And, and the Bible, even if they don't understand it well enough, God's, God's promises are sure. You can understand what you need to do, but the, what you need to. But the more you understand God's Word, the easier it's going to be for you to be able to pick it up in times, of the, in, in times like these and read it for yourself. Know that God is present and He's communicating to you and, and our desire at Redeemer, while Sunday School is a program, uh, it, is, it is part of our ministry so that we can equip people with the things that they need to help them live the faithful life. And we are hoping that people now are opening up their Bible for themselves Amen. and, um, and meeting with God. And uh, that's our encouragement even as we talk about it.
Well, um, just to begin to, to wind up this episode, uh, in terms of this particular podcast, we're, we're not going to talk about Sunday school every week. Yeah. Um, hopefully, some of our, our conversation will be around things that, that we've been reading and learning that we'd like to share with you. Um, we'd really also like for this to be a time where we can talk about what's interesting to you. So if you have any um, questions or even just a topic that you'd like to ask us to speak about, we'd love for you to email that to us. You can find our email addresses on the website if you don't have them um, already. Uh, please uh, send your questions. We, we'd love to have um, more than we have time for to give us some material to sift through because we probably won't um, get to all of them. But if, you, if there's anything you'd like for us to talk about, please send it our way. Yeah, the other thing I'd, I'd like to interject, Matt, is this is our first attempt. We're going to see how it goes. We want your feedback on uh, what you guys need. We're looking for opportunities even to get our senior pastor in here to, to answer your questions as well. We want to figure out how to do it before we get Hal included in all this. So um, think in terms of, of, of that and uh, let us know. Uh, look, we're, we're trying to stay connected. We, we care for the people at Redeemer. I know, I know that there are many people that are praying and calling and visiting, and, and we just want to do everything that we can do um, to stay connected in between our, our weekly services of, of worship and the way they're going on now. Right? Yeah, so if you're listening to this, you're probably the kind of person who's already aware of the other things we're doing online. Uh, but we do want to let you know we're going to, for the time being, we're going to keep trying to provide you uh, with a sort of modified uh, worship service that you can watch at home and worship and sing and confess your sins and hear the preaching of the word uh, at home with your family. We're going to keep trying to do that every week. It might change a little going forward just as we keep trying to figure it out ourselves. We, ha we haven't done this before. Um, also, I just want to let you know, in case you don't, um, most of our community groups have moved to um, a video conference, so they're using uh, Zoom software to, to meet online. I know for us it's been a really great, great way to stay connected and still be able to keep up with each other's lives and pray together. It's at one level uh, far from ideal. I'd much rather be sitting in the same room with people, but it's also uh, much better uh, than not doing anything. Uh, but not being able to stay connected and, and not uh, pray together. Uh, if you're not in a community group, uh, this is actually the perfect time to join one. You don't even have to show up. You just have to look on our website and uh, contact any of the hosts or leaders and ask them about when their Zoom meeting is, and you can just jump on board. It's easier than ever uh, to be a part of the groups that we do have going on. Todd, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, uh, uh, I hope this goes well, Matt, and yeah. uh, we'll continue to find subjects that we can talk about, try to keep us connected. If there's anything that we can do for anybody listening, or if you know of any needs, please don't hesitate to share them with us. Fantastic, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.